3: Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
4: Hour number two of Fantasy Sports Today. We're time to mix in some fantasy football here in this discussion, a little college football as well. Some news on one of the preseason games coming up here this week, where some starters are not going to be playing. Big shocker, fantasy sports today. Hour number two starts now.
1: I'd like to talk a little bit about sports.
2: Fantasy sports today.
1: Well hit down the left
0: for three.
5: Puts it in!
4: Let's bring in Howard Bender of Fantasy Alarm and FantasyAlarm.com.
1: As a fantasy community, you would love to see us actually learn our lesson, because here we are fighting in in August and July, fighting
6: about, you know, where to draft Melvin Gordon, where to draft Ezekiel Elliott, what are we supposed
1: to do with Todd Gurley and his arthritic knee. We overblow the drama so much here in the, uh, in the preseason, because there is, the, they give so little for you to talk about
4: who better to talk baseball on this show than the legend, Lenny Melnick.
6: How do I respond to stupid trades? I'm a trade officer. Give it to me because people think you're not paying attention. Very simple. Don't ignore them. Always respond. Say, no, thank you. Okay, but here's what you should do in the event that somebody offers you a stupid trade in your opinion. Write back, very politely, please explain how this trade helps me. And oftentimes, you'll be in a Seinfeld
1: episode when you read how that trade can help you.
4: All right, welcome in. Hour number two of fantasy sports today. Our fantasy football hour is upon us here on this August 21st, 2019. Thanks for jumping aboard and talking some fantasy football with me. By the way, the phone number to call here on the show is 844- 843-6879. If you have a question or a comment, feel free to call or hit me up on Twitter at Craig Mish. Again, the phone number to call is 844-843-6879. If you have any fantasy questions going into the 2019 fantasy football season, we're almost there. I've got, uh, I'm I'm really happy that I don't have to turn people down in drafts this year. Like I, I didn't get as many invites this year as I got last year. I accept. I have a dynasty league. I did this guillotine league, which I'll be done with quick. That's two. I did the Razz Bowl. That's three. I've got my home league, which is probably the most important league to me because it's been around longer than than anybody could possibly imagine. I think I think we are we're at least at twenty five years. I mean, we may be at thirty, but uh, that that leagues for money, so that's important for me. So yeah, so I got my uh, my that draft is is not until the season starts. We are not silly enough to do a. Uh, fantasy football draft uh, now it's just it doesn't make sense for a redraft league in my opinion but hey to each his own if you guys feel you can get an advantage on a player at this point have at it let me give you the update as to what's going on today in fantasy football both head coaches for the browns and indianapolis colts make the announcement friday night if you're going to pay for that game you are throwing your money away because we ain't starting anybody what in the world ever happened to play some guys in week three i guess that's done huh that's it what What is the point of the preseason, honestly? Like, what, what what gets accomplished anymore in the preseason? Now, I know that it wasn't always about playing guys in, in week three, but, like, when I covered the NFL, I don't mean to sound like the old guy yelling at a cloud, but when I covered the NFL, there was that expectation you'd get to see guys in the first half. Frank Reich, Matt Nagy say, nope. No starters playing in these games. None. Zero. Zip. And and they're gonna charge fifty dollars to go to this? You got to be out of your mind. I uh, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. But look, if it's all about week one, they feel like they're getting accomplished enough in practices. How can you possibly try and sell tickets for these games? Like who would want to go? I guess I guess people just want to see football regardless and see backups, be, see players you won't see during the season. I I mean I suppose I guess it's the equivalent of if somebody would ask me why would you go to a spring training game. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same, except for spring training tickets are a lot cheaper. And when you have expectations of seeing the Yankees, and then it's all number 96 showing up to play your team on the road. I guess you got to know better. But if people want their football, I, I get the other problem, too, is that if you buy season tickets, you're forced to get these tickets. It's not like you can just not get them. You have to buy them. It's the way the NFL makes money. Of course, we are heading toward an 18 game regular season. It's just a fact it's happening you know, probably next two years. Okay, uh, some updates from around the league. There was this report that I read yesterday that Ronald Jones is hurt, but now I see a report that he's not. Uh, Look, Tampa Bay's running back situation is really tenuous, and there could be a boomer bust guy back there somewhere, whether it's Jones or whether it's Peyton Barber. But uh, The Athletic is reporting that Ronald Jones is fine, and he's back at practice. Yesterday there was a report that he had a bulky knee, so... I'm not big on Jones at all, but look, a starting running back in fantasy football is what it is. Even if he's the 29th best starting fantasy running back in the NFL at a 30. So we'll keep an eye on that. I got to see what his situation is. Maybe he'll play Friday. By the way, for Tampa, Mike Evans not going to play in the preseason at all either. No big deal there, clearly, but no Mike Evans also. So for those of you who drafted him already and you're looking to see him play this weekend, you can forget about that. The Dolphins extended Jakeem Grant. Grant's more of a gadget player from Miami. Got a pretty team-friendly deal, it looks like, here. Adam Beasley, who we've had on the show, reported that last night. So Grant gets paid a little bit, and I would not expect him to have any kind of fantasy impact. Although, the one, you know, DFS-wise, you may want to throw him in there every once in a while. He could return a touchdown of some kind. Maybe kick off or punt return, catch a ball out of the backfield, run, take it to the house. Not impossible. Amari Cooper still having foot issues. Probably, I don't want to say he's off my board, but I'm probably just not drafting him. There's no reason. I could find somebody else. Somebody will take a, a flyer on him value-wise. Maybe fourth round. I'm not going to do it. Anybody with plantar fasciitis, eventually that's a shutdown-type injury for a couple of weeks. And uh, I've seen that happen in baseball before and football before. And it feels like it's, just, it's, it's something that could linger over the course of the season. All of a sudden, week six, it's like Amari Cooper not practicing again for like the eighth week in a row. It happens a lot. You just stay away from those guys. And speaking of staying away, uh, Carlos Hyde it looks like he's on the roster bubble for the Kansas City Chiefs. Not a huge surprise there. I don't know why there was so much love with Hyde going into the preseason, by the way, because he's been kind of punted from two different teams now. This is his third shot. He'll end up on some other team, but some players will be cut in two weeks from uh, from good teams. And I think that uh, Hyde, certainly, according to the support, has a chance to be one of them. Uh, Kansas City's rookies really emerged. Darwin Thompson... And Damien Williams, Darren Williams, they have, they have enough, I think, to carry it. And Hyde would be an overpriced uh, veteran. There's just no reason to have him on the team. So he'll end up somewhere else. He'll, he'll latch on. All right, we'll take a quick time out. We're going to go over some player props for 2019. Tell you what I like over or under. And these lines are according to DraftKings. So stay tuned. We'll do that next here on Fantasy Sports Today. I'm Craig Mitchell. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes.
1: um
3: Fantasy
4: Sports Today with Craig Mish. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish here with you. As we got uh, John Lobb with some college football coming up in about 20 minutes from now, so stay tuned to that. And of course, we'll be right back here on tomorrow's show as well. Don't go anywhere because Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto are coming your way. At two o'clock eastern, so um I'll throw out some player props here, and then we'll do some we'll do some totals coming up here in just a minute also, but uh, you know, I, look, I, I think that with these, the important thing to keep in mind is a lot of guys can get hurt, they can get you know, missed time, and it's not necessarily always about what the numbers are but just understanding where the value is on some of these numbers. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a few of them, and, uh, and I'm going to do quarterback and wide receiver, and then, Sean, you can tell me what you think of these if you have any opinion. Feel free. Since you'll be at the window today, what time will you be at the window today? 4 o'clock 4 Eastern? p.m. Eastern, yes. What do you got on your show today, Sean? I'm doing more college
5: football AP Top 25, right? Um, okay. I don't know about NFL preview today, but we'll, we'll talk about the everything that's in the news. I mean, how could you get away from Baker Mayfield and what he's talking about with GQ magazine? So we'll definitely get it. Yeah, that. You know, yeah. XFL I mean, names that they came out with Yeah, today? I just saw that yeah. came out.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, will that be like the AAF? Will it be bigger than that? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. You want to you want to hear a funny story?
5: That lasted what, 6 weeks?
4: <laughs> yeah, so uh of course for people who know me who listen to me, they know that I used to um you know work on satellite radio for the last 10 years. So when they announced this new league, we got a mandate basically saying that every uh show and every host has to talk about the AAF, we want to get involved, we want to do fantasy with it, whatever. And I kind of uh said I'm not going to do it. I'm like, this is going to fold. It is not going to work. We've seen this happen before. And I'm not going to invest all this time into something that's not going to be around. And I got a guarantee that it's going to be around and it's being backed and et cetera, et cetera. And I never give any pushback with anything. I'm always like, yep, okay, sounds good. Let's do it, whatever. But this was one of those things that it was, I think, the AAF, was it in February maybe? Yep, February, right after the Super Bowl, yeah. Right, so I, I was like, this is like baseball time now, and I'm not doing that. And uh, they were like, "All right, you don't have to do it on your show. It's fine, you know. But just keep in mind, you know, everyone's going to be doing it. You'll be the only one." I'm like, "No problem." And then two months later, of course, you know.
5: Yeah, two months is generous. Yeah, probably six weeks later. Yep.
4: Come yeah, part. I mean, and 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 I'm not saying that it won't happen to the XFL, but it, it it's the equivalent, basically, of of the uh, NBA's minor league system, Major League Baseball's minor league system. Those are the kind of things that work in small cities and people go to the games. On a large scale, it will never succeed. It just won't. People don't want to see second-rate players playing. It's just, it's, you can't have a league where your best players Trent Richardson. You can't do it. It's just, it's it's not going to work. People are not going to watch it on TV and financially it will never be supported. So hopefully this works, but it won't be something that I'm doing here on Fantasy Sports today. So if you're looking for XFL coverage, unless I get the call, from Mike Cardano saying that we're a sponsor of the XFL and we're in it. Well, then you know what? Ignore this whole conversation. But until that happens, I'm out. Don't have any interest in it. No no, no talk, no uh, minor league football for me. When does the XFL start? After the football season? I'm hoping. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, They're not
5: going to be that dumb to compete with the NFL. No. So
4: February, March, April, same thing. Yeah, same thing. All right. All right. Look forward to it. Okay. So here are some props and uh, we'll go one by one here. We'll see if we can uh, – I'll bring my money to the window. We'll see if Sean is taking the money from me and accepting the bet or pushing it back saying you're onto something. Uh, I'll start with Jameis Winston. His total on DraftKings is 4,300 yards. And I just – I'm going to lose this bet because I'm going under. I don't know why this number is so high. I can't figure it out. I guess because Bruce Arians is the head coach of Arizona and he's produced some of the best quarterback seasons in history that this is the reason why this number is there. But he's been relatively healthy, has Winston. 16 games in 2015, 16 games in 2016, and he still didn't go over 4,000. So I just don't understand it. I'm going to go under on this one. He could also get benched at any time. We saw that last year with Dirk Cutter. I don't know if Arians feels the same way this year, and certainly they don't have Fitzpatrick, but I am going to go under for 4,300 yards with Jameis Winston. So are you are going to take that money, Sean, or are you pushing it back to me?
5: I am going to take that money because I think he's going to go over 4,300 wow, passing yards. Wow, okay. Yes, absolutely. Bruce Arians. Didn't James Winston pass for over 4,000 his rookie year? So he's capable of putting up but big 4,300,
4: numbers. though. It's so the yeah. go 300.
5: Of yeah. course. Yeah. Oh, well, he's in the league, what, 50 year now? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go over that. All right. Yeah. And the not running a winning game, too. I mean, they, have, they don't have a great running game, right? Peyton Barber, uh, Ronald Jones. Uh, I don't believe in those guys. They're going to throw it a lot.
4: Okay, we got you down. All
5: right. You <laughs> took my money. Now I'm broke.
4: Now I'm broke on my futures. Okay, here's the second one. It's fine. I like. The, I, I would much rather disagree than agree. All right, my second one is I am going over 28.5 touchdown passes on DraftKings' Carson Wentz. So there's no doubt if you factor the health in, this is tough to go over. But that being said... In 11 games in 2018, he threw for 21 touchdowns, so you know what the pace is there, a lot more than 28. 13 games in 2017, he threw 33 touchdown passes, missed those final games, and then they won the Super Bowl. So even if Wentz misses a game or two, I still think he gets the 30 touchdowns, and I don't think that he's Brady or Rogers or Breeze or Mahomes or any of those guys, but all of those touchdown totals are higher from everyone that I just mentioned. He also plays the Giants, of course. Couple times, Redskins of course. They got games against Miami and Detroit. So, Sean, I am going to, I'm going to go uh, over on Carson Wentz's touchdown passes at 28 and a half.
5: I like that. The only issue with Carson Wentz is whether he could stay healthy. Because you just mentioned it, over 28.5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his rookie mm-hmm. year, or well, second year when he was the MVP candidate, and then last year what, he had 21, you just mentioned right before he was injured. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going over that. If he plays, he's going to be great.
4: Yeah, I think so. And and the other thing, too, is that when I'm talking about these injuries for players, I think that it's more viable for the non-quarterbacks. I kind of feel like Wentz's have been a little freaky. Now, look, if he gets hurt again this year, then I'll be wrong. And he's an injury-prone quarterback for sure. But in general, guys that that are in the pocket like Wentz usually don't get hurt that often. So I think it is a little bizarre that he's been hurt the last couple of years. But I'm going to go over that number of 28 and a half. Okay, now um, – a few more that I have here. We could do these. Uh, wide receivers. I have Keenan Allen under 1,200 yards. Allen's gone over 1,200 yards once in his career. He's never started 16 games. I know he's kind of already starting the season iffy, but I'm not all that worried about that. But I'm just kind of betting against health with him. He's missed 15 games one season, eight another season. And so, Sean, I'm going to go under 1,200 yards for Keenan Allen this year.
5: You know, I, I like the under on that as well only because he's going to miss the preseason due to injury and and I know, I know you said you're not concerned but i am and that whole team is just I, it seems like this year's there's just bad uh karma there i don't know uh, russell okun is going to miss some time derwin james is going to be out three to four months i don't know i just don't believe they always them.
4: have injuries there right yeah, Strange. I
5: but this yeah. year i, I yeah, I'm, I'm i'm with you i think that offense is going to struggle melvin gordon the holdout, Hunter Henry's back too so that might eat up some yards for Phillip Rivers. Um yeah, I'm going to go under Keenan Allen 1200.
4: Okay. Yeah, and again, I think that I mean he could have 1100 yards and 70 catches and have a good year. It's just this seems like a high number. Um okay, an over I'm going to go is on Michael Thomas of the Saints. He had 1400 yards last season and he's got some really good matchups last year against Tampa Bay, he caught 27 balls for 270 yards. Against Atlanta, 160 yards. Against the Rams, 200 yards. And he plays all those teams again this year. So if he comes close to that and his final 12 games, he would need 950 yards, which is an average of about 80 yards a game, which would be fantastic. I think he can do that. Uh, No cold weather at all on the schedule. Seems pretty clear. A lot of dome games for him. And so uh, even if Michael Thomas takes a step back, Sean, he would have to stick, uh, take a step back by missing games, I think, because I don't think that there's any way. I mean, that's that's three 100-yard less games for him to go under that 1250. So I'm going to go over 1250 with him.
5: I like it over 1250. I wish uh, we uh, disagreed on this, but no. Uh, yeah, it's I, okay. Uh, yeah, I like The next it one
4: we'll probably disagree.
5: But the thing with Drew Brees, he doesn't throw as much as he once did, right? They run the ball more. It's oh, more that's different. definitely true. Dink yeah. and dunk and, and what have you. But Michael Thomas, it, it for some reason, he'll put up his numbers. I mean, that guy will get the numbers, so I, I like it over 1250.
4: Okay, and then my final one you probably won't like, but this is another one here, is I've got under six touchdowns for Julian Edelman of the Patriots. So, look, I'm not worried about his finger injury, but he is 33 years old. He had six touchdowns all of last year. He had some absolute monster games. They were all in the postseason, and he didn't catch a touchdown in any of them. So... I think that the Patriots wrap it up in December, and uh, Edelman doesn't catch any touchdowns toward the end of the season. So we'll talk about Edelman and move on to some uh, NFC win totals after this. Don't go away.
3: I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible.
2: Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Andro400.com.
1: Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best. Morning after.
3: People are so freaking stupid that they can't understand and multiple things can be true at once. I can think that Zeke Elliott deserves more money. I can also think that Zeke Elliott is an ungrateful, narcissistic, self-centered jackass. Is he a nice person? No. Does he deserve more money? Yes. Is he a great running back? Hell yeah. Is he a stupid idiot that'll definitely get suspended and sued again in his future? Hell yeah.
2: Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Misch.
4: All right, welcome back. Craig Bish here with you as we get ready to talk to John Lobb. And uh, we're going to have some fun discussing everything going on in college football. You know, coming up on Saturday, we've got two games getting ready to go off here. And I'm going to be very interested, of course, in the game between Miami and Florida. So uh, I'm all in on that and looking forward to discussing those with you here on the show. Uh, coming up, that'll be in about 15 minutes from now. Okay, so let's take a look at the... Uh, oh, by the way, Edelman, uh, Sean, do you want to weigh in on that one before we move on here? Six to- six touchdowns?
5: Yes, I, I want to weigh in, and you're right. I looked up the numbers. He doesn't score a lot in the regular season. No, he doesn't. Yeah, so no. yeah, I'm going to go under. He's 33 years old, too. But, you know, here's the thing. You know, he needs two really good seasons to, like, be in that... Uh, pro Football Hall of Fame conversation, and I, so I think it's the motivation. So I think he'll he'll do well this year at least.
4: Yeah, I mean, would you say that he's had a better career? I mean, look, he was Super Bowl MVP. I get it. But before you answer, yes, has he had a better career than Wes Welker? Yes.
5: Are you sure? I know the numbers are not there, but think about the postseason success. Wes Welker, I remember him dropping that pass when Giselle Bundchen called him out. Do you remember that it, uh, against the yeah, Giants' I second one? Yeah. I, I love Wes Welker. Don't get me wrong. I love what he did to Texas Tech and, and all that. But Edelman's success in the postseason, he, he's come up huge. That catch against the Atlanta Falcons last year. I mean, I know the suspension for PEDs will weigh in, but uh, I think he's a Hall of Famer if he can put up two more good seasons. And yeah, I, what I mean by that is over 1,000 Usually wide yards. receivers
4: yep. start. Yeah, they start fading at 32, and he's 33. There's been a zero success after 34. None. Uh, Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens. Jerry that's Rice, it. yeah. And Fitzgerald.
5: I, I got you. Yeah,
4: yeah so yeah, we'll see. Okay, uh, so here are my uh, – we'll we'll run through as many of these as we can today, and we'll continue on the show tomorrow. Uh, Arizona's win total is 5, over minus 140, under plus 120. Kingsbury is there. Uh, If you look at first-year head coaches, the ones that bombed and went under their win totals were Wilkes last year on Arizona, Chip Kelly with the 49ers, Vance Joseph with the Broncos, and Hugh Jackson. Uh, But ironically, most head coaches in their first year have actually gone over their win totals. Kyle Shanahan did, McVay did, McDermott did, and Shermer did. So... Uh, It was five and a half. It got moved down to five. The trend's obviously going under now after everyone watched them in the preseason last week. I would probably lean under five plus 120, although the number is trending toward toward minus at this point with the way that they've looked in the preseason. So I'll lean under. What about you, Sean?
5: Uh, It's tough. That's a tough one. Uh, You laid it out there perfectly, and so I'll lean under What five and a half, you said?
4: It's five now. Oh, it's five.
5: Yeah, I'll lean under. Um,
4: Okay. Uh, Carolina's number is eight. Their over is minus 120. The under is even. Panthers last year ended with a six-game losing streak, which, of course, a lot of it attributed to Cam Newton not being healthy. They say he is healthy this year. Carolina demoted their defensive coordinator during the streak last year and then all of a sudden decided he was good and brought him back this year to be defensive coordinator. Strange. I think the Saints are better. I think the Falcons are better. I'll go under eight wins on Carolina.
5: Yeah, I'm with you. Under eight wins. And I'm I'm not a believer in Cam Newton being healthy. Yeah, I know he changed his mechanics and his throwing motion and what have you. I'm concerned about that shoulder.
4: I'm gonna go under under eight. Yeah, I, I don't believe I in that. So. I think
5: Rivera's gonna get fired actually. I, I, that's the yep, one two. I do too. He's well
4: yep. he's not the uh the favorite coach to get fired is uh Jay Gruden, then Bill O'Brien and then Rivera in that order. One, two, three. I take and Rivera, probably bro. all three will be d- done after <laughs> probably, the yeah. Uh, Bears over minus uh, over nine is minus 120. Under nine is even. The Bears finished the season better than any team in the NFL, nine and one. Chuck Pagano is their new uh, coordinator because they lost their defensive coordinator. Clearly, uh, here to me, Sean, it's simply this: Are they going from winning 12 to eight? Are they minus four? Are they four games worse than they were last year? That seems impossible to me. It's a leap. And b- their their biggest loss was a running back, and they got another one who could be better. I'm going over nine on the Bears.
5: Oh, so you're a fan of David Montgomery, huh?
4: Um. I think everybody is. Yeah, right? no, I know. That <laughs> what fantasy analyst is going? Oh, David Montgomery, he's yeah, a bust. You <laughs> <laughs> haven't heard one person say I mean, that. I mean, you're, you're right. Of. I mean, he's
5: the flavor of the of the month, along with uh, Curtis he's Samuel. He's the flavor of the preseason. Pretty much. All right. Um, what's the so they nine. won twelve nine. I'm going to go over 9. Maybe th- yeah. but I don't think they're going to match 12, but yeah, they'll go over 9.
4: No, but even if they lose 3 more games, they still go yeah. over.
5: Yeah, yeah, I don't see I don't see how they're going to be that wor- much worse. All right,
4: there. Dallas right. is always inflated. They always their numbers are always they know that everyone bets Dallas. It's like betting Dallas and betting Alabama or like or Notre Dame or like the two biggest oh, mistakes yeah. you can the make Irish because their spreads them, yeah. are always crazy. Uh their over 9 is -120, under 9 is even. Uh, Scott Linehan's out, Kellen Moore's their first-year coordinator, but is he really doing anything? It's all Jerry Jones, right? Uh, Zeke is not there, fifth in the NFL last year against the run, 22nd in the NFL in total points. And they play a lot of offensive teams that they're going to have to hang with this year. New England, the Rams, the Saints, and the Packers. Uh, I think Zeke is a big factor, and I don't know where he's going to be. So I wouldn't bet it, but I'd lean under nine wins.
5: Uh, I lean over nine wins. Uh, Travis Frederick's back. The offensive line should ha- be improved uh, as far as the, their play is concerned. I think Zeke will be back eventually, at least 14 games. Maybe we will do Emmett Smith, miss the first two games. Um, that division's not very good. The Giants, the Redskins. It's,
4: that's true. Yeah, uh, and then they play true. the
5: East. You mentioned the Dolphins aren't very good. Uh, are they better than the Bills and better than the Jets? I don't know, but they're not – the Jets and Bills aren't like, uh, you know, favorites to, to win the AFC, so – that Those are favorable games, especially when they get the Bills at home. So I, I'll right. lean over the nine games.
4: Okay. Detroit, six and a half. The overs, minus 150. The under, plus 120. They added one key player this offseason, Trey Flowers from the Patriots. Matt Patricia, of course, the coach there. Uh, they, I mean, the Packers, I would think, have to be better. The Bears are good. The Vikings are good. And I just don't see them winning seven games. It just seems like a little yeah. bit of a stretch to me. Most uh-huh. people feel like that's the way to go, and a lot of people are betting over on seven. That's why the number is minus 150, but I would, I'm going to go under six and a half. They're
5: confounding to me. Uh, the, the Lions, because you're right, they, they play in a tough division. I like, the Vikings are better, the Packers are better, the Bears are better. But the Lions, I, I like what they're doing. They're trying to run the football. on Johnson, another guy, uh, fantasy uh, owners love him. Um, they're going to run the ball. Their offensive line should be very good. And so, if that's the case, Matthew Stafford, he he could do a few things. Uh, I, I don't know. I, and defensively, yeah. I think they'll be improved with Trey Flowers from New England. There, um, boy, I, I don't know. I mean, it, but it's uh, Matt but Patricia. I don't know. You can pass
4: on it. You don't have to bet it.
5: I, I'll pass on it. But but it, I
4: could see either way. How about that? Is that, is that like okay? Is yeah, that's, a good that's why you pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why, that's you, why pass. you pass. Yeah. Green Bay's his total is nine, minus one thirty on the over and plus money on the under. Green Bay 6-9-1 last year. Of course, they fired McCarthy. The line opened at 9.5. It's down to 9. Tough first two games, that's for sure. Bears-Vikings to open up the season. They play uh, Dallas in Dallas. They also play KC. Uh, Rodgers' health is always the big thing here. Uh, I'm going to lean under on the 9. I don't know. No kidding? Yeah. Is a good value? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like laying 130 on a total. And and I think that the Packers are going off their name. I mean, are really that good? They won six games last year. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I know Rogers missed some games, but Wasn't I feel healthy. comfortable. Yeah, I, I feel comfortable in saying that the worst-case scenario is a push and Green Bay wins nine.
5: Yeah, uh, if that's the case, I didn't know you felt that way about Green Bay. I, I got to go over Double-digit wins. Rogers, you got to think he's going to be healthy, right? They still have Adams at wide receiver and, uh, you know, rogers does well uh he creates wide receivers there anyway so uh, the defense though that, that's what worries me Rashawn gary first round pick i don't believe in him he didn't play good at michigan
4: i don't think their defense is good at all yeah
5: it's not good at all and i don't so... think
4: their running back situation is great their offensive lines is better than it was last year so the year. smart play
5: you're on the smart play under nine yeah that's a smart bet that's a smart bet
4: i mean who knows if it's smart or not i just i i don't i, I can't get caught up in the name in the in the, in the, the jersey you know i have to Look at the team. All right, we'll do one more here, and then we'll do the rest tomorrow. Uh, Rams' total is 10.5. Over is plus 130. Under is minus 150. Okay, so the Rams in the offseason didn't do much. They didn't have a first-round pick. They got Belichick in the Super Bowl. We know that. Uh, Cooper Cup is back. What is Gurley? We don't know. They did get Eric Weddle. It was a big one, but they lost two huge players on defense, uh, and Sue and LaMarcus Joyner, I still would lean over 10.5 on the Rams. I feel like even if they don't have the season last year, they still get to 11 wins.
5: Yeah, I'd agree with you there. And Wade Phillips is the D.C. there, and throughout his long, long, long career, defense has always overachieved. Last year, I don't know what the story was, even with those two guys on the team, Joyner and and Sue. So I think he'll overachieve with with the players he has there defensively, and hopefully Guff gets over his Super Bowl uh, game, and yeah. Uh, over 10 and a half.
4: Okay. So we'll, uh, we'll pick it up tomorrow with uh, with Minnesota. But coming up next, what we're going to do is we're going to hear from John Lobb, who joins us. And we'll break down the two games on Saturday. And then we'll talk about some options, not just in fantasy, but also some lines for the college football games. Uh, after this Saturday is over, you think the college is, is going to take a break? Hell no. So there are games next Thursday. Friday and Saturday night, including a big one, which John and I will talk about between Oregon and Auburn, and then uh, after that we'll do some exit velocity. And coming up at the top of the hour, we will do some full. We will do full time fantasy. Doctor Roto, Adam Ronis, they got you from two to uh, four today. You can catch Sean over on uh, the At the Window Show. And that's coming up uh, at 4 o'clock Eastern today. As Sean said, he'll go over some college football as well. Uh, Don't forget, folks, if you're listening to the show and you're listening on demand, please like and subscribe to the show, especially if you're listening on the Apple format, iTunes. So then this way, the show gets sent to your phone or gets to your iPad or your computer, however you listen to podcasts every single day. Please subscribe. The more subscribers we have, the more people that we know are listening, and certainly that's important when they do their analytics over on their podcast on Apple. If you're listening on Stitcher or even live on iHeartRadio, make sure you give us five stars. Please like, rate, and subscribe to our show. We'll take a quick time out here on FNTSY Radio. Coming up next, we hear from the Gridiron scholar, John Lobb. We weigh in on some college football, and then I'll be back for some exit velocity as well. Fantasy sports today continues in just a couple of minutes with some college football talk. Don't go away.
2: DailyRoto.com Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
0: Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 immediately. That's 800-955-3793. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books, and unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If (laughs) they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. 800 955 3793 for your free author submission kit.
2: Do you want two risk free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a pointsbet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Oh, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. The Morning Line. When you have 30, 40, 50 million dollars, you can hire yourself an awful lot of lawyers that'll tell you whatever the hell that you want to hear. They have no problem filing these grievances because guess who gets paid? The attorneys. They are basically trying any sort of loophole situation here to give him a one-year grace period, allowing him to continue to wear a band helmet while he transitions into the new helmet. Weekdays, 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on the FNTSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig May
4: and welcome back fantasy sports today of course a couple of weeks ago you heard the first ever live college football fantasy draft here on FNTSY, and a couple weeks later, let's check in with the Gridiron Scholar, John Lobb. We've got college football this weekend and next week as the season gets underway. John, thanks for coming on. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I cannot
6: believe we are four days away from kickoff, and it starts in your education of the words with Miami and Florida. I'm really looking forward. And then the big slate starts about eight days from today on Thursday evening.
4: Yeah, and and I want to kind of start off with that. And I know that in terms of fantasy, this is not the weekend for it. It'll be the following week. Uh, But just some overall thoughts from you, John. As you mentioned, uh, about three hours from where I live up the road, uh, Miami's going to be taking on the University of Florida. The Gators are significant favorites, obviously, in this one. Uh, Tate Martell does not win win the job for Miami, which was really the big story of the last couple of weeks. And of course, John, the Gators are, are pretty stacked in terms of the SEC. Does Miami stand a chance in this one? What do you think ends up happening in this one on Saturday?
6: You know, I'm very bullish on the Gators this season in general. I believe they have a great chance, an outside chance, of maybe making the um, playoffs in college football. I'm trying not to be over-optimistic, but I think the Gators are going to kill Miami. You're talking about, you know, Miami's the road team. The Gators are home. And Miami's starting a redshirt shirt freshman at quarterback who has not had a lot of playing time. The Gators, I love that offense. They are loaded at the skill positions, but more importantly, Florida's defense, I think, is underrated, and they're going to stymie the Hurricanes.
4: Yeah, and and I think that's really the key there. It could be a defensive performance. Speaking of offensive performances, though, uh, the other game on Saturday night, John, uh, really intriguing. Arizona and Hawaii with Arizona laying a ton of points, by the way, going to Hawaii. I I thought the Rainbows were supposed to be really improved. If that's the case, why are they such a big underdog on Saturday, John? You know,
6: this is interesting because this game originally came out at over-under 70, and Hawaii was only, um, they were about nine-point underdogs. It has now gone to 74 over-under and 11-point Underdogs for the Rainbows. Now, I like home underdogs. You know, usually I love Hawaii when teams have to travel across the country and across the Pacific Ocean. But this week, Arizona's had all of training camp. So I think the home field advantage is a little less for the Rainbows. But I do like them here. Hey, Arizona's exciting. They have Khalil Tate. He should be able to bounce back. He had a very disappointing season last year because of injuries, I think this is a massive shootout. If you're playing DFS and you're going to play a cash game, I think you need to get six players from this Hawaiian-Arizona game because the over-under is 74, and Miami floors is only 47.
4: We're talking to John Lobb, the Gridiron Scholar, and speaking of high totals, the following week, John, I don't think that people realize because they kind of forget every year that the games don't start next Saturday. They actually have a ton of games next Thursday. Uh, I don't know if any of them pique your interest at all, but Michigan State will make their season debut against Tulsa, and they're, of course, home for that game. And then there's some other intriguing games as well. When you look at uh, next week, are there any games in particular that stick out to you? Yeah, Thursday night has two games that I'm very interested
6: in and I'll be watching closely. UCLA is going to Cincinnati. And last year, Cincinnati went to Los Angeles and upset the Bruins in Brian Kelly's first game on campus. So I'm interested to see how UCLA responds on the road against Cincinnati, who actually has a very good defense. If you haven't looked at the year end statistics, the Bearcats are one of the better defensive teams in the nation. So I'm very interested in that. And obviously to me, Georgia Tech-Clemson. Now, I don't think it'll be a great game, but I want to see how Clemson is going to employ those wide receivers. Who are they going to target most often in this game? And the Yellow Jackets are transferring from a triple option offense to your more basic eye formation. So I'm very interested in how Georgia Tech is going to play in this game.
4: We're talking to John Lobb and kind of reviewing some of the college football schedule. Of course, there are two games Saturday A bunch of games Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday of next week. And, John, Alabama is the other team that's a monster favorite next Saturday at 3.30. They're 35-point favorites over Duke with a total of 57. Any chance Duke keeps this thing close, or does Alabama just roll over Duke next Saturday?
6: I think Alabama completely rolls over Duke. I mean, Duke just graduated Daniel Jones. They're starting with, you know, basically a new offense here. It's very hard in college football to replace a transitional quarterback like Daniel Jones. You know, this isn't Alabama. Daniel Jones really overcame a lot to make the Blue Devils successful. Alabama, they lost in the championship game. I think they're going to roll big time. Tua is going to want to challenge for the Heisman Trophy. He's going to see what Trevor Lawrence does on, you know, we just talked about it on Thursday night. I expect Alabama to put up about 50 points in this. Now you might get a backdoor cover, but I don't think so by
4: Duke. All right, uh, John, let's uh, end the college football discussion on, I think it's the game of the week. I, I would guess for most people, Oregon and Auburn playing it on the neutral site there Uh, right now Auburn is three and a half point favorites and of course I'm so intrigued with Josh Herbert and that offensive line that Oregon has I think they can keep this close but you know historically John how this has gone SEC versus Pac-12 not usually well for the Pac-12
6: yeah this is going to be one of the games that I am most pumped about watching because one thing that that Auburn has is a very good defensive line but the counter to that is oregon is returning all five of their offensive linemen so i think if oregon is going to have any chance to win this game they're going to have have to open holes for that running game and protect herbert in the passing game i am so fascinated in the trenches in this game now there's also a guy on auburn who we have to watch closely Their sophomore wide receiver, Seth Williams, is a fascinating candidate. If he can perform well in this, he's going to have huge fantasy value all season long.
4: John, uh, you know, fantasy drafts are going on for football right now. Fantasy football draft weekend this weekend, next weekend, even the week after that. And I know that you follow college football so closely. In terms of some of the rookies in the NFL that you watched in college and that are now being drafted in fantasy, who are some of the biggest risers for you since the preseason started?
6: To me, the obvious number one is Darwin Thompson. I just drafted him in a dynasty league. Now I needed tremendous help in the backfield, so I took Darwin Thompson in the second round. Look, I don't have a lot of confidence in Damian Williams. You know, he has not ever had more than I believe a hundred carries in a in a season. So I believe he's going to give opportunity for another back in. Um, Kansas City so I love Darwin Thompson there and then I believe the other one is Miles Sanders you know he was going when I started drafting way back in March Miles Sanders was like a 10th round pick he's now looking as a fourth or fifth round draft pick I love Miles Sanders of the Eagles and I understand that there's a challenge here because Peterson likes to do a running back by committee but Sanders is the most dynamic back in Philadelphia. So I expect him to get the majority of the touches and snaps by the end of the season.
4: All right, one more for John Lobb. And, and Howard Bender was on the show yesterday, and, and he was talking about, and, and even in his live streams, how, how in he is on Dalvin Cook. But I got to tell you, I mean, I watched Madison play a little bit at Boise State, and, and he has looked phenomenal in the preseason. And he is going super low just basically as a handcuff, John, In 2019, is your estimation that Madison is a handcuff for Cook, or could he actually be involved heavily in the offense? This is a very tough question that fantasy owners need to answer.
6: I right now have him projected as a very valuable handcuff because we know Dalvin Cook, unfortunately, has never played a full season. So I believe there will be opportunity by the end of the year for Madison to get on the field. And what I've been most impressed about and what I saw him at Boise State... He's a good pass blocker, and we know that that is one of the biggest challenges for rookie running backs to get on the field is their ability to pass block. Madison can do that, so I like him to get some touches. But if Cook stays healthy, I don't think he'll get more than um, 25 to 30% of the snaps in Minnesota.
4: Yeah, interesting stuff, I think, from the Vikings. Okay, John, uh, before we let you go here, I know that I've been following your rankings up and down in college football, and for those people who are planning on playing DFS or really following the college football season, tell them where they can find all of your college rankings over at Fantrax.
6: Thanks. Everything's available on Fantrax.com, and if you type in... Um, college Fantasy Football, you'll end up on our page with all the articles that we have. I've broken down the the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers, and we have player rankings, breakout stars, and sleepers. They're all free for anyone who goes to Fantrax.com and check it out.
4: All right, John, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Can't wait for the games this weekend. I mean, who would have thought that one of my most important games of the year would be the first game of the year? (laughs) But that's kind of where (laughs) I'm at here. So go Gators, and thanks again for coming on, John. Appreciate it, okay? You're welcome, my friend. Have a great day. All right, John Lobb, the Gridiron Scholar, at Gridiron Scholar 91. You can follow him there. And look, uh, yeah, the Gators are up to seven-and-a-half-point favorites in this game and uh you know, my my kind of the way that I think the game will flow is I think it'll be a low scoring game. I think that Florida will probably jump on top 14-3, 17-3, something like that and then just like sit on the ball. Eventually that's what will take Miami out of its game, which will be good for them because then the quarterback'll just start running all over the place and and the Gators obviously won't game plan for that and that'll make the game look a little bit closer than it will be, but certainly uh, it'll be exciting. I, I can't wait for that to start this weekend. All right, uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick time out here on the show. Full-time fantasy is coming up in just a few minutes. But before we end, of course, we do a little bit of exit velocity. So that is coming up next right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show, whether you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever podcasts are provided as we cover our football hour here on FNTSY here on FNTSY fantasy sports today we'll be right back with exit velocity here on the show don't go away
3: You need, like, someone to do a serious crime with? Yang's your guy. Yang will not snitch. He will not roll over. Under interrogation, our boy Yet he'll just annoy the cops so much they'll let him go. They'll be like, so where were you last night? He'll be like, you mean last night or you mean the night before last night? Because you see, I took Leb Bell first, fourth overall, and that You know, I didn't ask you about your fantasy team. Like, Yang should be, like, a criminal or a politician. Like, he's a master deflection.
2: Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Full-time fantasy.
0: Brown is doing everything we thought he was doing. We thought he was the cancer,
1: and he's proven to be right. Juju looks like a star. Even Ben is coming out of this smelling like a rose. Antonio Brown looked bad last year, and now he's got major egg on his face this year. If you want to change people's opinion of you, if you even care, show up to practice, put on your helmet,
2: shut the hell up, and play football. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. The morning after.
3: You're just one guy, Zeke. If Jerry Jones rolls over for you, then it sets a precedent for everybody else as mm. well. But the way he's going about it, when you consider his track record, when you consider how good Jerry Jones has been to him, so, like, <laughs> I don't know why you're screwing him, Zeke. That's what mm. you're doing. You're screwing yep. him. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on
2: FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
5: the window to make much of what happens as a result of Texas beating Georgia in the sugar bowl as a leap. So I don't put too much stock into that, but it's nice to see Georgia, uh, and, and, and Texas, at, at least, you know, going forward, at least to see Texas, at least and Sam Allengar, at least they won that game. So now we can project them top 10 this season going forward. Watch live weekdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern
2: on the TSY YouTube channel. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish.
4: All right, welcome back. It's time to wrap up the show today here on FNTSY. I had a fun show, a lot of baseball talk, football talk, NFL preseason talk, college football as well. We're really getting into the heat of it. By this time next week, we will be all in on football discussion. Before we end the show, let's end with a little exit velocity. I feel
0: the need,
3: the need for speed. Oh!
2: Exit velocity. Exit velocity.
3: Nice velocity.
4: All right, we are on the cusp of NFL preseason game number three, and I'm taking a look at some of these spreads and some of these lines. Man, it is tough to indicate what is actually going to happen. So here is my advice to you. For those of you who are into sports wagering, save your money this week. Do not do anything on these NFL preseason games, and instead use the money on some of the things that Sean and I talked about earlier in the show, potentially even on some futures bets. You can take a look. Look and give your opinions on teams without having to actually spend any money on the preseason. You're probably just throwing it away. Whether or not you decide to go with any of my opinions or Sean's opinions, whether it's on this show or on Sean's show later today at the window, make sure you set your bankroll in the right way. Make it the smart way, and if you like a team or you don't like a team for the season, put it on that. Save your money this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and stay away. That'll do it for the show. That'll do it for Exit Velocity. Thanks again to John Lobb and Jeff Erickson for coming on the show. Full-time fantasy is next. I'll be back tomorrow at noon, everyone. Talk to you tomorrow. See ya.